This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for information and inspiration on the conscious parenting journey. I am Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and honored to be your guide in the work of showing up as your best for yourself and your family. If you feel as though parenting is one long personal growth and development workshop, you have come to the right place. The conversations you will hear on this podcast are all intended to offer you tools for moving forward, for expanding your lens, for shifting your narrative to one of possibility, connection, and empowerment. You can be the parent you want to be. We are influencing the world with how we raise our children. When we bring deep listening, acceptance, and courage to our relationships, we are doing our part to evoke it in the world. I am thrilled to partner with you on this path. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, listeners, welcome back. I'm so excited to be back on with you and to introduce you to this week's guest. Today, I have Liz Hask. Is it Hask? It's actually Haskey. Okay, there you go. So thank you. Liz Haskey is my guest today. She is a mother, an international teacher, and instructional coach and children's book author. She's had over 15 years of elementary classroom experiences in six different countries and is super passionate about empowering children to be their most courageous selves. I love that. Her (laughs) first book, When Worry Takes Hold, was released just this last November, 2017. And the story, which is the first in the Worries series, aims to help young children cope with worry by using mindful breathing. Hi, Liz. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. It's such an honor to be on your amazing show. Oh, thanks. I'm so (laughs) glad to have you. Please share a little bit more about your journey of doing what you do. Sure. So I have an amazing daughter who is seven. She's a first grader and she's currently ripping her way through the Magic Treehouse series, which is Ooh, yeah. absolutely my heart is couldn't be bigger right now um, as a literacy teacher. And I have a son who's five and, you know, he is 
curious and full of wonder and also sometimes big emotions and they help me be a better person. My husband and I were both international teachers and right now we're currently living in Bulgaria. This is our third year here and it's an amazingly beautiful country and we're so honored to be a part of this unique and interesting culture. And yeah, I've just released my first book, which has been amazing. It's something I've been dreaming about doing for over 10 years. And I have to say that I'm so thankful to the friend that's, you know, one day when I said, Oh, I want to write a book, you know, for about the thousandth time, this one friend said to me, then stop talking about it and just mm-hmm. do it. And so then I started writing and, um, here we are now. And it's, it's amazing when you, have this dream and you actually, you know, your determination allows you to do it. And everyone around you just wraps their arms around you and cheers you on. And Mm -hmm. so it's exciting also because it's a work of my heart and I hope that it's helping children, um, in the way that so many of the stories I've read, my own children have shaped their lives and, Mm -hmm. and their character. Well, tell us a little bit about, I mean, there's so much that we, you know, there's so many great children's books and with so many great focuses and lessons and messages and yours is about worry. So tell us a little bit about why, why worry? What was your inspiration? Sure. So when we moved, um, before Bulgaria, we'd been living in Indonesia and we had been there for six years. My children were born in Jakarta and that was, that's a whole nother interesting experience in itself. A whole nother giving, podcast. <laughs> yeah, giving birth abroad, uh, away from your family and everything. Mm-hmm. But my my daughter, and she's okay with me sharing this. I've asked her permission, but she was absolutely sunshine and rainbows. She's one of those kids that you spend a short time around her and you feel like a million bucks. She mm-hmm. is just so kind and full of so much positive energy and when we moved to Bulgaria and, you know, new home, new school, new routine, new food, new everything Mm -hmm. seasons for the first time, worry became a frequent visitor in our home and mostly at night. And so I did what probably many of your listeners do. I went to the library in search of some books that I could kind of use as a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time she was four turning five and there just weren't books that she was connecting with. There are some phenomenal children's books about worry and anxiety and being brave, but they just didn't fit where she was and where, and what we were experiencing. And, and so I kind of relied a lot on my strategies as a teacher and, you know, I did different things like using social stories, which is from the work of um, Michelle Garcia Winters and doing some different things to get her to acknowledge worry and, you know, talking about it. And, you know, I went just strategy after strategy after strategy. And eventually the thing that made the biggest difference for her was just getting her to breathe with me because Mm -hmm. she would be absolutely crippled with worry. Like it would be time to walk to her class in the morning and she would just, you know, and she felt safe with her teacher. She, she had, you know, practically been living at the school since we had arrived as we were getting ready for the start of the year, but she was absolutely terrified in her tracks. And once I figured out if I could just get her to breathe with me, Mm -hmm. her mind would settle. She would be able to think 
and then we would be okay. And so that's, you know, that's kind of the basis for the story. Much of what's in the book and what the character experiences is based off of my own experiences or things that I have experienced with children, either in my class or in my school that Mm -hmm. my colleagues and the the funny thing is, is at the time when I had this great friend that said, stop talking about it and just do it. There was a morning where I was standing in the hallway and one of my former students who at the time was a fifth grader, he stopped me and he said, Mrs. Haskey, I want to write a book. And mm. I said, I do. And I said, and he said, could we start a writing club? You know, oh, this child, so he's so great. great. Right. I was like, absolutely. Who else do you want to join? And he was like, no one. <laughs> and so literally, <laughs> we had lunch once a week. He brought his Chromebook and he wrote his time travel novel, as you do when you're a fifth grader. Uh-huh. And I had to be writing because that was our agreement in this club. And in many ways, that student helped me develop you know, a writing life outside of the classroom. You know, I write with students all the time, but it's different. Right. And I just found that this was a story that was inside of me just waiting to be nurtured and shared, which is funny that I didn't think of that at the start because that's what I teach students every day, you know, write the story that's in your heart. Yeah. I should have, you know, but it, yeah, so that's, that's the inspiration for the book. And, you know, it's about a young girl that, She's afraid to do different things and she realizes that she has the power inside her and that if she puts her hands on her belly, she can be brave. And Mm -hmm. I think that's an important message for kids. I love that you, um, you just shared at the very beginning of that story when you were talking about your daughter, worry was a frequent visitor. Can you talk a little bit about, cause that's an explicit context, right? Like mm-hmm. worry as a visitor versus, I mean, yeah. there's so much freedom there because right. When you think <laughs> about visitors, you can ask them to leave. Like they are permanent <laughs> residents. Talk a little bit about that choice of language. Worry as a visitor. Right. So, you know, worry is a thought or some people might say a feeling, but it comes and it goes. And if you can get children to acknowledge the worry, like I would have my daughter say, hello, worry. And at first she was kind of like, hello, worry. You know, like, I can't believe you're asking me to do this mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it acknowledged it. It took away the power. It, it made it okay. Instead of just like saying, you know, man, if you have a child that worries, you won't believe how many times out of your mouth you say, Oh, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. And it's like, actually we all worry and we need to just be able to say hello, worry, you know, and expect it like, Oh, it's bedtime is worry here. You know, Mm -hmm. I remember once taking my daughter, uh, to a, a play date at someone's house she'd never been to. And I, I remember asking her, is worry with us? And she said, no, he's, he's on a vacation right now. And I said, Oh, Amelia, that would be a great addition to the series, yeah. you know? And, and then we sort of started brainstorming and laughing about it, but it, you know, it helps kids externalize and realize it's this thing that I don't have to let take hold Love that. of my thoughts and, and my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Temporary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and worry presents in all sorts of ways. I mean, some of our kids are really vocal. 
about what's going on. Some of them kind of go inside. Can you talk a bit about your experience and in the classroom and in your life about the different ways that worry presents itself? Oh, absolutely. And it's so diverse. I mean, Mm -hmm. I really like on some of your previous shows, you know, you've talked about um, chasing the why or following the why. And I think sometimes when we see students that are acting out or avoiding things or doing things, and then we, if we, if we follow that, why it, it helps us see, Oh, this is actually a result of worry. And this is how it's manifested. And as a teacher and a parent, some of the things that we might see are the child is seeking reassurance often, you know, are you going to be with me? You're going to walk me to my class, right? Um, uh, do you know where you're going? Uh, those sorts of things. Mm avoidance is huge. You know, I remember our first year here, my daughter didn't want to go to birthday parties anymore. She, the idea that I might not be with her or she would be in a place she wasn't feeling safe. Mm -hmm. She just didn't want to go. And I mean, that was, that was pretty heartbreaking. Um, sleep disruption is pretty common because it's that moment of peace and calm and quiet at night in the dark where Mm -hmm. worry comes to have a little visit. Mm -hmm. Some kids will have tantrums, cry, a lot of clinging, especially if it's a preschool child, you know, the clinging to you and not, or to a teacher. Mm -hmm. Some children get stomach aches, especially if it's some sort of academic related worry. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see, you know, the fear of failure and just in general, the fear of something new or trying something. Yeah. Well, and I love what you said at the beginning when you said chasing the why. So a lot of these things present, you know, and and listeners, you've heard me talk about the iceberg metaphor. (laughs) So this is like tip of the iceberg. Oh, we're having bedtime issues or, you know, my child is is defiant or they just want attention. You know, we get stuck in the behavior and we forget that there is so much going on under the surface. And what I'm hearing you speak into is one of those places to consider is, you know, worry, anxiety, not knowing like that unknown piece, like that is all kind of presenting in the behavior. And so getting really clear and curious with our kids around that part of their experience versus stopping so clinging at drop off and being (laughs) caught up in that, but really finding that underlying issue is really powerful. Absolutely. I mean, you know, all I had to do was walk around, you know, walk down the hall to drop Amelia off at her pre-K. And when this was happening, cause you know, I was greeting my own students and then I, you know, I needed to quickly drop her and then get back to mm-hmm. start the day with my own students. And, you know, there was the clinging and the tears sometimes and the fear and just, and it was, it was like, what's going on here? Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 
35 different meal choices and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Ertube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP?, it offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. What what is this all about? Is this part of our transition or is this something more? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's the short-term worries and then there are the genuine, genuine um, anxiety. And, and so it's important to kind of step back and take that wide view and have a look like what's going on here. Yeah. What might, you know, what might this be? And, and, uh, and to look at our children that it's not that they're doing something to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, she didn't do this to make my transition harder. Right. Right. It was something that, you know, it was a result of all the change and the newness. And that was really tough. Well, and I love everything you're saying because it's not necessarily focusing on fixing the situation as much as it is that long-term big picture of how can we like stress is life. Life offers so many opportunities for newness and transition and the unknown and for change. And so really focusing on, and we're going to get, we're going there, we're going there tools, (laughs) right. For our children, when stress shows up, tools beyond, you know, trying to talk them out of their worries, which we all know is not helpful. But tools to help them and and to really be like, oh, I'm so excited that we're in this because this is actually giving you an opportunity mm-hmm. to practice 
for right. life. Right. And it's okay. And it's okay to feel this yeah. way, right? To acknowledge those feelings. It's so important. And, you know, you flash forward, you know, um, let's say two and a half years later, mm-hmm. we were at a park downtown. Um, we have this amazing city park. It's like almost like central park, but okay. in Sofia, Bulgaria, and there is a high ropes climbing, oh, cool. um, area within this forest. It's amazing. And my daughter was on, you know, one of the higher levels and I was with my son on a, you know, on a size appropriate for him. And she didn't know I was watching her. She was with her dad. And I looked over and she, I mean, she had to kind of take a leap to get on this zip line to Mm -hmm. then go all the way down. I mean, she was like almost two stories up. Well, or maybe it's my fear of heights estimating that. I don't know. Five stories in the air. It was was like a circus trapeze. Uh But she was was scared. And I mean, you can, you can see it, right? Yeah. It was so obvious, especially because I'm like her number one researcher, but, um, what she did is she leaned back against the tree. She put her hands on the belly on her belly Mm -hmm. and she just took some like calming breaths. Mm -hmm. And then she opened her eyes and kind of had this little smirk and then she did it. And it was like, yes. So So when you talk about tools and empowering, you know, obviously the breathing that we've been doing together, not only help her when she's worried, you know, in a new situation, but also handling these moments where she's up in the trees trying to challenge herself physically, which she loves. And I think that's so key for our kids. And that's why, um, stories, especially, you know, they imprint in our brain and Mm -hmm. they, they give us power and they help us be better people if we are reading the right books. And that's what I'm really excited about with when, when worry takes hold is, you know, a lot of feedback is coming in saying, wow, you know, we read your book and my, I, I caught my child in his bedroom and he had his hands on his belly and mm. he was practicing the breathing. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's, this is what we're going for, right? We want to empower these little people to realize they, they can do it. They, they can develop the tools and they can be confident and they can face what is, you know, what is presented to them Mm -hmm. in, in healthy and positive ways. Yeah. Hey friends, just popping in to remind you that this month I am highlighting a new offer. It is called Chaos to Calm, and it's a four-part video training that will support you in creating powerful routines that will help shift the dynamics in your home. There are four different parts to this training. The first part is defining what the problem is. The second part is building connection. The third part is co-creating the plan. And the fourth part is follow through. All of the videos are between three to seven minutes. There are corresponding handouts with each video. I know that you will love it. So head on over to the website, www.joyfulcourage.com slash chaos. That's www.joyfulcourage.com slash C-H-A-O-S and check it out. Can you make the distinction between mindful breathing and just let's take some deep breaths? Okay. So I think, well, that's a great question. I think let's take some deep breaths is just let's take some deep breaths, like Mm -hmm. inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And with mindful breathing, it's really focusing your attention on your breath, 
right? It's like feeling the breath come in through the nostrils. Mm -hmm. Maybe if a child's taking a deep breath, they're not necessarily going in through the nose. That's something, um, when I, I do Skype sessions with classes around the world and I teach them how to mindfully breathe Mm -hmm. after I read them the story. And it's about taking air in through the nose and exhaling it through the nose and really focusing your attention on your breath. And I mean, there's amazing research about what that does for our body and our brains. And um, anyone who practices yoga Mm -hmm. can relate to the power of just calming your mind with breathing. Yeah. Well, and I think what I'm hearing too is, you know, for, for, cause I have parents that, you know, I try to do the breathing with them and we forget that it's not, yeah, it's not just the act of breathing. Right. But when, because there's something really special that happens when we say focus on your breath, feel the air coming in your nose, because we, we are also able in that moment to release the current hold that whatever we're going through has on us simply by shifting our attention. Well, and especially, especially because a lot of worry comes from the what ifs and what might be Mm -hmm. coming next and mindful breathing it allows you to be present yeah. and, you know, in this moment into where you can kind of, okay, it's going to recenter yourself. It's actually going to take your brain from say the red zone back to the green. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be able to go, okay, I'm safe and I'm loved. Yeah, and I'm that's okay. another thing I, yeah, you know, and that's another thing I did with my daughter is like, okay, let's breathe. And now tell me I'm safe and I'm loved, mm-hmm. right? That importance of self-talk and acknowledging through the breathing. Yeah. yeah. Love that. We used to, um, my little boy was, he's not so little anymore. He's the same size <laughs> as I am. It's crazy. But when he was smaller and still, even now we talk about having knots in the belly that's uh-huh. one of the visuals. And so when we've practiced breath, the exhale becomes the knots, you know, coming untied or butterflies in the belly and the exhale mm-hmm. actually lets the the butterflies release out of our body. Mm-hmm. So those have been some strategies that we have used with and, and that I use myself, right? Because yeah. also I work with parents. I know you're out there who it's like, uh, 10 deep breaths is just not enough. And it's like, well, if we're standing there hyperventilating, no, it's not (laughs) going to be that helpful. But if it's really, if you're really being intentional, just like you were just saying, and really feeling the act of breathing and bringing your attention to the intake of the fresh air and the exhale, the, the, the giving back of, of what's been inside, that's what is going to be helpful to release that grip. So I think, and we were talking a little bit before the show, I think, and, you know, and, and you are saying worry, right. And worry mm-hmm. can often language wise morph into anxiety. And then anx- my child is anxious. My child is worried into my child is anxious. My child's really anxious. My child has an anxiety disorder. I think that <laughs> that path is getting like, Quicker and quicker that that is getting more traveled by parents who well-meaning, loving, just wanting to help their children. But really curious in your experience, what are the distinguishing factors of this is a worry and I can support my child versus, okay, it's time for professional help? Sure. I think that 
if you have a concern, number one, you know, chase the why mm -hmm. and, you know, look at what's going on. Is this sort of a, is this a new thing? Is this, is there something that might be triggering this? Like in our case, a move or, mm -hmm. you know, did they start a new school year and, and have a look at that. But then, you know, I think signs that you need some help beyond your community and your circle of support would be if there is a significant amount of time spent worrying over a long period of time. Mm. And it's not just like you saw some kind of scary image in a, you know, and you're afraid of the dark. It's actually interfering with the child's life and it's crippling. Mm -hmm. You know, in my case, I didn't end up needing to seek the help of a professional, but there were times where I was really, really worried. And it's funny mm -hmm. because in the book or not funny, it's interesting in the book. I, I, there's a part where the parents are worrying about the worry. And I mm -hmm. think that's something that, you know, anyone who has a child who's had a bit of the worries or who has a, a legitimate anxiety disorder, we all can relate to that, mm -hmm. that it's all consuming, right? Worry gets bigger and bigger, the more that we do it and the more that it takes over our lives. And so I think Sometimes we trust our parenting gut, but other mm -hmm. times we need to really look at, you know, is this significant? Is it interfering with the life? Have you seen a huge change in their personality and their behavior? Mm -hmm. Are there other factors at play? And I, I would say a first step would be to connect with a school counselor, or if you're homeschooling, to draw on your other supports in your, in mm -hmm. your group. And also to check with parents that have kids of the similar age and see, are they experiencing something similar? Because in our case, a lot of that anxiety was related to separation, Yeah. right? Yeah. Which is very common when you're in preschool and kindergarten. And, you know, I've had many people say, oh yes, we went through that, you know? And so that's, that's really important important. And one thing I did to kind of help myself see how, how big was this is I created a log and this is, you know, kind of drawing on who I am as a teacher. I, I consider myself more of a researcher than a teacher, but I created a log. So it had like the date, the time, what happened just before, mm -hmm. what was the, you know, the, the worry, what was, the, what were the physical behaviors that I saw mm -hmm. What strategy did we try to use to get through it? And I, I put it in a Google document and I shared it with my child's teacher and the counselor and they never really contributed to it because they didn't, they didn't experience the drop off right, right in the right, morning. They, right. they weren't there. They weren't there at bedtime. They didn't need to, right. but at least kept them in the loop. And it really helped me see, oh, look, it's mostly related to this. So if mm -hmm. we can really empower her here, you know, that's the key. And and then I knew, okay, this is something that we can handle as a family. I love that you did that. I think <laughs> because I think that it's so easy to feel like everything is crazy. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. 
It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Or nothing is working, or we're always, you know that extreme. And when we really break it down, however that looks right for you, it's a Google doc Mm -hmm. spreadsheet Yeah. for someone else. It might be just journaling at the end of the day, or for someone else, it might just be just that idea of, oh yeah, I'm going to look for patterns. I'm going to, you know, and keeping it in the head, whatever works to help you look because yeah, that it's so key to start to notice what does, and again, this is that under the iceberg piece, right? Mm -hmm. What does happen right before that happens? Or, you know, what is the experience? And and sometimes when I work with parents, the question is, what is your physical experience when you get triggered and really getting really recognized and like, oh, I always respond the same way. It's it's always Mm -hmm. the same physical experience. What comes out of my mouth might not be the same, right? But starting to notice patterns because I think we all feel really empowered when we have that moment of, Oh, just like you said, Oh, this is connected to those moments mm-hmm. when we have to say goodbye or good night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and right? that is like, it's something to anchor us into for then Absolutely. moving into empowering our kids. I love that. Yeah. We have to understand first. Right. And yeah. And of course that patience and loving all the way through, right? It's, it gets, it can get really stressful if you have a child or a student that worries it's draining. And especially if you're like in our case, you know, I was going through a transition as well and it's, it's draining and it's exhausting, but more than anything, that child needs you to wrap your arms around them and love them and just be there and not just try to reassure them and say, it's going to be okay. It's going to, you know, mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine because then they're going to look to you for their reassurance. Instead, they need you to love them and show them that what they need. Yeah. yeah, that's right. They, what they need is right there with them. Yeah. You just have to nurture it a bit sometimes. So quick story. I remember when my daughter was in preschool, her first year, she loved it. And she was a pretty quiet conservative. She was an observer back then. Um, And, you know, wanted to do the right thing, but loved going to preschool. It was never, maybe the first day was a little bit, oh my gosh, you're dropping me off. She was three and a (laughs) half. And then after that, it was fine. And about two months in, all of a sudden I would drop her off and she would just the tea, the crocodile tears. She didn't want me to go. And it took a couple of weeks to figure out that they had had a fire drill. Oh yes. And it was, a, it wasn't one that they, they did not prepare the preschoolers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, it's still kind of up in the air. Was it the sound or was it just like, there could be a fire? Yeah. There might be a fire. And then for a while, Everywhere we went, she would notice 
the fire alarm pullers and the things on the <laughs> ceiling. She was so conscious of that. And, mm -hmm. but yeah, figuring it was so much easier to help her once I realized like, oh, okay, I know what this is about and we're going to support her in, you know, and, and the same happened with my son where I read some book about strangers and staying safe. And, and I was, it was very poorly delivered by me saying like, Hey, you guys, I just want, it was like breakfast out of nowhere. I just want you to know if anyone ever tries to grab you, you can kick and bite and hit and do all the things we tell you not to do. And my little boy looked at me with these big eyes and he said, somebody's going to try to grab me. <laughs> and then for months he got mom. And we lived in this tiny little house. And if I wasn't in the same room, where are you? Where are you? Yeah. Where are you? You know, and recognizing, gosh, darn it. I did this. <laughs> I know. Right. There's so many moments as a parent where something <sighs> with the best of intentions is coming out of my mouth. And I'm just, oh, I oh need to put that back in. Yes. Oh, what did I do? Right. And so I mean, funny. but that's, again, it's all a journey and yeah. <laughs> we're learning too. Yeah. And, uh, they're making us better people. Yeah. Well, what other projects do you have planned? What else is coming up from you? Okay. So right now my next book is in this revision stage. Just, I have an amazing little network of readers and teachers and librarians that are giving me my first round of feedback. And the title is worry moves on. And mm -hmm. so Yay. we will meet, we will meet a new character who experiences uh, school worry, like fear mm -hmm. of failure and sort of the typical uh, stresses that students face because of the expectations they kind of put on themselves or perhaps sometimes the grownups in their lives do. And I mean, this is something every year for the past 15 plus years I have seen in students who, you know, those kids that just hold back because they would just rather not fail mm -hmm. than try and it not be the way that they wanted. And so I'm really hopeful that this book will hook some of those kids and help them recognize it in themselves mm -hmm. and have some tools to be brave and take risks. Yeah. I love that. What are the age of the kids? Like what your readers, who are you intending to read your book? So when worry takes hold is elementary age, I think it's a great book for preschool to grade three, but I have mm -hmm. to say like fifth graders absolutely love it awesome. too. And I think the reason is it's very relatable. It mm -hmm. uses very simple text, but the illustrations, my illustrator in Sangnam, she is amazing and the level of detail and it's just a stunningly beautiful book. And, um, it's so relatable. So whether, you know, you're, you're, five or, or 11 kids have experienced worry and, yeah. and you can see them nodding their heads. Like, you know, it was great. Like kids at school, Oh, this is just like me, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've even had a few adults write me and even say, you know, I think there might even be a few reviews on Amazon like this to say, this is not just a book for kids. This is a book mm -hmm. for adults too. Right. To remind us that, we can breathe and we can be brave yeah. and that everyone has worries. So I think it's a very important message. <gasps> Yay. <laughs> I can't wait to get my hands on this book. I'm so excited to share it with others and to share it with, in my family. Do you have any other final thoughts for listeners before we wrap oh, up? I would say just, you know, be kind to yourself. We're all going through our own thing. And, um, you know, end of the day, our kids still love us and, just be kind to yourself and be kind to your kids and 
and chase the why and, you know, yeah. reach out to the people around you. I think just, yeah. we can all be brave, whether it's helping our kids be brave or us being brave to face whatever parenting challenge it may be. Well, I think that's a great lead up to my final question that I always end with, which you know <laughs> is coming. And it's favorite question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so in the context of all that we have talked about, what does joyful courage mean to you, Liz? So I'm going to answer it in two parts. I'd say the first way, which is for me personally, is, mm -hmm. you know, finally having the courage to do something I've been dreaming about for mm -hmm. over 10 years and the absolute joy of going through the learning process of taking an idea and turning it into something that kids can hold in their hands and hopefully read and become better because of it. So that is absolutely joyful courage. But then mm -hmm. I think it's also in the context of kids. And it's the feeling that they get when they face their fear and they realize how empowered they are. What, you know, it might not be breathing as their strategy, but perhaps, you know, when worry takes hold might be a book that just starts a conversation with them and an adult in their life that, you know, yeah, you know what? I do get a bit worried. Let's try this breathing thing. And, oh, you know what? This breathing thing isn't working for me, but then there's now this opening for more tools to be introduced because it's something that's been brought to the surface. And so, mm -hmm. you know, the book ends with, uh, courage is just a deep breath away. And so I kind of think that, that when children can, <laughs> when children can realize this and they're empowered, there's really a pure sense of pride and joy in being brave and, and, and finding courage. And so that's kind of what it means to me. I think Beautiful. that's a beautiful beautiful question. I love that. Oh, I love thank you so much for all that you do for families and for kids. Where can listeners find you and follow your work? You mentioned that when worry takes hold is on Amazon. Yep. It's on all major booksellers, Great. right? So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you know, we can name, we can go down the list. And then I'm fairly active on Twitter. Mm -hmm. If anyone is a teacher that's listening, you might want to check out the information on my webpage, which is www.lizhaske, that's H-A-S-K-E dot com, um, because I have some free printable resources. I have right. a poster for mindful breathing. I have some sweet little printable bookmarks, which parents are most welcome to, to use as well. And um, another exciting thing that I do is I do Skype book tours. So just this morning, I got up early and I I met with a class in Kenya and Nairobi wow. and I, right. And so, um, oh tomorrow, gosh, I talk to, so cool. tomorrow I talked to a class in London. And so it's a really great opportunity for anyone who's working with children, because to me, an author, and especially one that hopefully is going to give them a tool, you know, the teacher wrote yeah. me back today and said, I used your technique during the next lesson when a child got stressed. Awesome. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so my website, and I'm also active on Twitter at Liz Haskey author and Facebook under the same handle as well. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me. I know it's like, what time is it where you are? Uh, it's 846 at night. Oh, so we're okay. still, okay. We're not so going to turn into a pumpkin yet. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, thank you. Thank you for oh. working with my time constraints and being willing to come on. I can't wait to read your book. So appreciate you. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor and a pleasure. And I so appreciate the beautiful content you provide for your listeners. You are absolutely amazing. Oh. So thank you. Yay, thank you.
Joyful Courage community, you're amazing. Big thanks and love to my team, including my producer, Chris Mann at Podshaper. Be sure to join in the discussion over at the Live and Love with Joyful Courage group page, as well as the Joyful Courage business page on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts or really anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. You can view the current Joyful Courage swag over at the webpage, intention cards, bracelets, e-course offers, the membership program, one-on-one coaching. It's all waiting for you to take a look. Simply head to www.joyfulcourage.com slash yes. That's joyfulcourage.com slash Y-E-S to find more support for your conscious parenting journey. Any comments or feedback about this show or any others can be sent to Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I personally read and respond to all the emails that come my way. Reach out, take a breath, drop into your body, find the balcony seat and trust that everyone is going to be okay. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.